The first race of the 2023 F1 season has come and gone. Congratulations to Red Bull for winning both the Constructors and Drivers' Championships this year. And as a McLaren fan, we are going to go ahead and put the season behind us already. It's episode 93 of the Eden Asphalt Podcast. Okay, here we are, back on the fun side of the race, where we get to talk about it. Two very, very smart and intelligent people talking about this sport that they know a lot about here. So, uh, first off, Marco, how we doing? How was the race for you? Uh, it was okay. A little bit of a bummer of what I think is going to transpire this year. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, really? That, oh, on your side? Yeah, really. that, you're bummed out? I mean, I'm just saying in the whole driving landscape, it just seems uh, a little bit of a bummer, I would say. And, and a couple different fronts. I have been able to, to really hone in, do some research, and find out some things to look forward to. But okay. uh, like I said, it did take a little bit of time. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I am depressed because this season's <laughs> gonna suck. Uh, <laughs> all right, is it too late to uh, jump teams? I might might trade in my orange for some yeah. whatever green that Aston Martin is. Yeah, nice. You mean the the green Red Bull? Yeah, like everyone's calling it. Yeah, jeez. I'll take it. Um, all right, today's episode uh, sectors we got. We'll talk about our good, bad, and ugly first time of the season. Talk about our race recap. We'll talk about our race predictions as well as our gambling corner. And as I say that out loud, I'm realizing just how poorly I did, especially in comparison to you. So um, let's start off. Why don't you start off? This is this is kind of your this is your episode basically with how well you're doing everywhere. Yeah, no, it was uh, not the worst when it comes to that. But I will take a first stab at our good, bad, and ugly for the year. My good is gonna be America. What a fantastic start to the season here. Did anyone associated with the U.S. score any points? No. Nope. But, but, <laughs> but? Logan, Logan Sargent made up, I think, maybe tied for most spots on Sunday. I uh, went from like 16 to 12, which was fantastic. Should have made it into Q2 by tying Lando for 15th in, in Q1. Uh, I, I, here's a little side. What kind of like donkey shit fucked up rule is it where if you have the exact same score, it's like, oh, he, he did it first though. He's going to move on. I think they need to reevaluate how to do these because this doesn't happen often, especially when they go to like one one thousandths of a or ten thousandths of a second, that this is very rare that this happens. I think they need a little bit more of a fun tiebreaker that they should work on. I think the rule should just be if one of them is an American, then they're the one that gets to move on. <laughs> you know what? I can back behind it. I kept trying to think of easy, quick ways. I wish it would have been like a foot race or something like that. <laughs> something just really stupid. Like they hop out of their car, first one out of their cars after Qualls wins or something like that. But something quirky that would be very entertaining to make like a race within a race. But being like, oh, you did that, that lap first, you win. It's just ridiculous. Or, dude, a one-lap race-off to see who goes first. Like, you know, oh. like throw them away. It's just kind of like a tiebreaker. Oh, what? yeah, they both start from, like, uh, one and two on the on the track, like a, a standing start. I like that, yeah. And then whoever did, like, we'll give the, the person who scored the, the lap first 
the first spot. We'll give the second guy second, but let them race one full lap. I think we just solved it. That seems so so fair. Um, back to leaving the aside back here. but uh, And then we're talking about Haas. So um, they also did not score any points, but neither driver finished in the bottom five. So I think that is like kind of a step up from what Ooh. we're typically seeing from Haas. Uh, and they did look, yeah, exactly. And they did not look worse than the other two teams that didn't score any points. So of the three points that didn't score uh, any points, I think that they were the best. So Best of the worst. Best of the worst. So, I mean, I, I would say that that's a decent start. I know points are like next up. Some, one of the American associations, we're going to score points, and it's going to fucking be good luck stopping us from there. My bad is going to be really any team that didn't focus on practicing pit stops for week one because um, I, I heard a rumor mill that if, you, if that is your sole focus at the beginning of the season, your team is going to be like just set up for the rest of the year. Basically, points this week just doesn't even matter. Red Bull didn't really have a lot of points last first week of last year but i heard they didn't really talk about it and no one really talked about it at all but i am pretty sure that they really worked on their pit stops as well and look what happened and so um you know who cares if you even in the pit stop practice let's just say you didn't even come in first and maybe your second fastest pit stop was only in the top 20 but like just put your head down continue doing that and i think like the rest will kind of fold in and come your way so i think bad any team that was just like focusing on the race itself and not the pit stop. It's the game within the game. Yeah. And any team in particular that you have in mind? Uh, <laughs> Dude, maybe. six pit stops. McLaren had six pit stops for Lando yeah. Norris. One more That's and he sick. tied the record. So, yeah, unbelievable. But like you said, it's all about getting the reps in. You want to make sure you're staying loose. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> It's like, oh, really like, like, oh, like, yeah. It's like they send him <laughs> off and they're like, come back soon. It's like, oh, we missed that up. Come back, come back. He's like, what about the race? It's like, fucking stop the race. I don't give a shit. But we're going to do you think stops. we're scoring points today? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, great for Lando to take the positive spin. Obviously, there was a little bit of maybe sarcasm in that. Uh, my ugly is going to be going to talk about this probably a lot and not uh, just this week, but the battle for either championship. Until I see something drastic to make me believe that Red Bull isn't going to just take the teeth in of every single team on the grid, um, I think it's just going to get bad very, very quick. Like, at least last year, there was, what, three, four, five races where they kind of struggled, you know, didn't have reliability issues, things like that. And even so, by the time summer break came around, they were, uh, it was pretty much over by summer break. So if they come out of the gates hot and stay hot, they're going to break so many more records uh than they did last year they're going to break a lot of more records of just coming in one two for the rest of the year so uh it just was a realization that red bull is on in a class of their own yep uh yep we traded mercedes domination for red bull domination and they're like it's it's like oh see we switched it up and it's like yeah you kind of happy you (laughs) kind of switched it up you yeah. did the bare minimum to make it exciting. Yeah, uh, no, now it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, good, bad, and ugly on my side for this past race weekend. My good, starting on a positive note, Pierre Gasly. He was one of the few guys who had like a start bad and end good race weekend. 
that I saw on the grid called P20. So he was literally the last. I think you were talking about like Sargent making up four positions. He uh, Pierre called P20 and ended up P9 uh, in the points, multiple points. So that was awesome. Thank God. Got a little sad because it was like, oh, my God, kind of like uh, what Piastri did, which we'll obviously talk about later. Uh, it was like Pierre moves to this French team. He's finally at home, uh, you know, a French guy on a French team. And then it all goes to shit, like can't get it together. They're at the very, very, very back of the grid. Um, but, yeah, quality, like going from P20 up to a P9 is definitely like um, got to make, gotta make him feel good, even if he's in, yeah. like not in – the fastest car. He's used to not being in the fastest car with uh, Alpha Tauri and Yeah, I was going to say this is nothing new for him. <laughs> uh, my bad. There was a lot of bad, but uh, I'm going to start with I oh, Esteban. Esteban three penalties. So, uh, p- three penalties. He's one short of tying the record. Um <laughs> Penaltyception because so we got one penalty for not being in the correct start position. His right wheel was outside of the starting box. Um, another penalty for his mechanic starting to work on the car 0.4 seconds ahead of when he was supposed to be working on the car for serving that penalty, and then another penalty for speeding in the pit lane. So uh, I guess get him all out of the way early, like make sure you know you don't have to deal with any more penalties for the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was just like God. He's, he might get last with not the la- like least fastest car, but luckily, um, as we said earlier, Lando Norris decided to uh, take a couple of pit stops. Just kind of like it's kind of like sightseeing. When you're in Bahrain, you want to see the sights. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see the sights of the pit lane, and they were so good that he did it a couple times. Yeah, uh, what a tale of like polar opposites on Sunday for Alpine. Yeah, you know, one goes from like really really bad to hey not bad you're in the points, and one goes from like hey not bad to like what the fuck just happened. <laughs> it wasn't like complete. He uh, the interview that I saw with Esteban, it was like, like yeah definitely like part me and part the team, and that's right. Like he wasn't the one that decided to start working on the car like you know four tenths of a second before they were you know he was allowed to. Like that was the mechanic not waiting out that time penalty, but I mean not starting in the correct position. 100% on you. Speeding mm-hmm. in the pit lane, I didn't even know you could do that. It was He was like one one KPH over the limit, which it's kind of like, you know, all right, guys, like don't kick the guy while he's down. My ugly is me. It's just I am the ugly. It's This season's going to fucking suck, dude. McLaren are the slowest car on the grid. Like it's like every – you know, the memes that uh, you see, the tier memes where it's like God level, Red Bull, like great. There's like Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes. And then McLaren was in the Williams category. We were at the mm-hmm. very back. Like yeah. McLaren is the new Williams. Orange is the new blue, as they say. Um, I don't remember Lando Norris finishing last in his career. So that was new for me. Um, like we said, one pit stop short of tying the record for most pit stops in an F1 race. Piastri not even getting to finish like half of, well, not even close to half of the race. I think he was out after like 14 laps. So it seems like it's just kind of one of those things where there's too many things to fix that I don't think anything is going to get fixed. Uh, so going to be a long season, but we are here for the love of the sport, not the love of being in, I mean, shit, what, like third, fourth place? I think Only is the best 22 I more races for you, guy. <laughs> On the, like the spin zone for this is that, Anytime we're in the points, it's electric. Like I'm, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like, uh, you know, on the drive to survive, where like the, the people are celebrating like they just won a championship, and they're like, oh, we did it, P eight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, gonna the be Williams, me. the Haas, yeah, dude, that's yeah, gonna be dude, awesome. 
Uh, all right, that'll do it for good, bad, and ugly. Um, God, dude, it's gonna suck. It's gonna be a long year. It's gonna be a long year. We're not even gonna get to talk about McLaren much. Like McLaren and Alpine were always like four, five. <laughs> top five. So, like, gonna You're need... never gonna talk about you guys. I mean, we're they're definitely not gonna like claw their way up into into P five and the constructors anytime soon. So like, yeah. I guess we'll just try to forget about them and rules are rules. If you start trying to talk about McLaren, I'm going to shut you down. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. We talk about five. the top five teams only here on this yeah, podcast. Start your own podcast to a bottom five podcast. Exactly. Uh, all right. And speaking of talking about those top five teams, let's get into our race recap. Before we get into the race recap, let's talk a little bit about quals because quals was fun. Qualls was a good, like, yeah, we had practice. I, did, I barely watched, you know, any any practices at all, um, just like any be, between testing or practice. But, like, Qualls was the first, like, all right, we're back. We're, like, all the way back. Um, super exciting exciting start. Uh, for Q1, all the drivers were in one and a half seconds of each other. So it was like, you know, the commentators were talking about how slim of a margin that was. They'd never seen it. It's always, it's always at least like two, two and a half seconds between uh, P1 and P20. Um, but, you know, that was something cool. It gave me hope. It started out on a high. It was like, oh, okay. It was like, we're not, you know, we're not that far off. We're at the back, but we're not right. that far off. Um, other thing that I saw was it was kind of like a welcome to the big leagues kid for the three rookies that we had. All three rookies were out in Q1. Um, that was a nice, you know, you like to see the guys get hazed every now and then. Um, Sargent, obviously, we talked about getting the same exact time as Lando, but Lando was just first. Um, it was good to see, like, you know, don't get too cocky, even if your car is faster or much faster than uh, than the McLaren. <laughs> You're still in Q1. Nico Hulkenberg got into Q3. The Hulk is back, out-qualifying his teammate who didn't even make it out of Q1. Hulkenberg made it into Q3. Um, and then, I mean, just as kind of like a summation, as exciting as it all started, ended up being a relatively, not, I wouldn't say predictable, but like typical, uh, like typical qual, um, with Red Bull, Red Bull front row lockout, Ferrari second row lockout, and it would have been a Mercedes third row lockout had it not been for a, uh, Fernando Alonso mm-hmm. shaking up things in qualifying, kind of giving some validation, some, some, some actual, like, provable validation that, yeah, this Aston Martin's not here to fuck around. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be in the mix, so, so kind of get used to them. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was Qualls. Uh, anything that you got to add on that? No, I mean, I, I agree. I think it was fun except for, like, the last two minutes when it just seemed like it was an – like, I – the best Qualls are always the ones where it's, like, you know, it's triple zeros across the board – three cars that are still fighting for, you know, P1, P2 are finishing their laps. And, you know, it's a toss up of what happens. This one was, uh, it seemed pretty cut and dry with like a minute and a half left because Charles popped out of his car. He was done. They, I do understand. And I actually agree with their strategy saying, Hey, we're not probably going to get Red Bull, uh, in this one. Let's save fresh tires for the race. And then maybe we can, that will help us later in the race for tomorrow obviously didn't work out but did appreciate them just being like hey like let's lick our wounds wait for tomorrow that's the more important race and then yeah i mean like i think alonzo finished his lap uh and with plenty of time left and he was done so it was just like a minute and a half it was 
All right, well, we know who one and two really is. It's just like maybe we'll see what happens for later. But um, yeah, it was just a little bit of a lull for the last part, which with Qualls, you just want that like final buzzer beater type of finish. Yeah, you want the George Russell coming around in, in purple sectors in rain. Just shocking the nation. Yeah, Shock the, the nation. Exactly. Uh, all right, well, yeah, that does it for Qualls. I thought, like you said, very fun. Um, just, you know, working on the... We're going to the ending. Come on, guys. Uh, moving on to our P5 and the Constructors with a whopping four points. We have Alfa Romeo with nice. Guan Yu Zhou going from P13 back three spots to P16. And then Valtteri Bottas started one above him with at P12, finishing in P8. So uh, I think this is like you draw, a sign, you draw a line in the sand. The battle for the midfield, uh, the, re- the best of the rest, starts here. Uh, I think there's just a massive gap in teams above them. And then a lot of teams right behind Alfa Romeo that I could see competing for that fifth spot. But, um, yeah, I think this is, you know, if you're not those top four teams, you don't have a chance in hell, and you're you're battling for P5. Unless something crazy happens, which, once again, um, you know, it's, it's hard to see crazy things like this, drastic changes like this during the season for uh, any one team. So it's just... Probably not ideal, but yeah, great for Alfa Romeo, great for Valtteri Bottas, starting strong again like he did last year, and then just not a good start for those, not a good start for the Joe supporters, seeing him drop three, uh, three spots in the standings versus his teammate who started just one ahead of him and gained four. So uh, you know they were just right there starting the race and then complete opposite directions on performance and how they finished. So. Uh, don't like to see that. I know, you know, I think he's kind of on a prove it year uh, and just is not starting the year proving that he deserves that Alfa Romeo spot, but it's early. Bring back Giovinazzi? I would fucking love that. <laughs> I think everyone would. All right, let's move into our P4 in the Constructors' Championship team. Let's talk Ferrari. Uh, all right, Ferrari, 12 points from the weekend. Uh, Charles Leclerc going from P3 into a DNF, and Carlos Sainz starting and ending P4. Um, not great to start the race off with a DNF, I guess, if you want to spin it, though. Max Verstappen started off last year in Bahrain with a DNF, so who knows? I mean, they won the constructors and the drivers, so... Charles Leclerc, future future uh, driver's championship. Yeah, well, also, we already awarded the championship to Red Bull. It's awarded to Charles as well, just to cover our bases. Um <laughs> Carlos looked like he might snag a podium at the end there, uh, but Fernando seemed to be just, like, way too quick. I thought that was going to be more of a fight, but Fernando kind of breezed by him, uh, just kind of put a tear on him. Um, what sucks is that Charles, like, so because of because of this weekend, right, Charles already used up in, in ES, like an energy store. You only get two of them in the season, so not great. I would say probably not recommended to use one the first race of the season um, <laughs> since you only have two. Uh, before you start taking penalties. And also the CE was replaced. So they're just really digging into the parts pool right now. Uh, but, I mean, you know, at least they have a DNF to show for it already, even with the used parts. So um, I think what you can draw from this is that, like, that Ferrari is the second fastest car. Uh, and so, like, once once you can finish a race, like, that, you know, there's going to be more points. I think this is probably the, the lowest they're going to be in the constructors at P4. Um, and... I mean, the only other thing that I saw was, like, as 
Carlos didn't look bad this weekend, but he just didn't look good. Like, I think he has to be more of an exciting driver, like put up more of a fight if he's going to stick around longer, um, or at least as long as Leclerc. But uh, I saw some rumblings on Twitter already from some disappointed Tifosi that they're about ready to move on already. And it was like, okay, guys, I mean, I get it. Like, that's just fandom, but... Uh, but yeah, maybe short. Just you think Carlos is kind of on a on a time on a shot clock right now, dude. I think they have way too many other things for them to uh, <laughs> figure out than if their second driver is the guy. To be honest, I think that is just like maybe that could be a consideration and a, a talking point. But um, I think we need to figure out a lot more shit first. I mean, this is just like flashbacks from last year, man. It was just like. <laughs> You know, just slaps on the wrist, uh, unprovoked problems uh, that we're seeing pretty pretty right off the bat. I don't see this stuff kind of happening too often, but man, yeah, like to uh, to be on your back foot already with uh, penalties on a number of things. I think he is actually getting maybe a penalty for next race already. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't feel great about this. Um, I don't know if I fully agree, and maybe it is just the driver situation. If they're necessarily that like far and above as the second quickest team, uh, I mean, Alonso beat signed by ten point. I mean, by ten seconds from third to fourth there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it could be a little bit of a science thing. Could be a little bit like Alonso thing. Who's just a little bit of a better driver. But uh, I mean, I think that Aston Martin is going to be. It's going to be, I think, a fun battle for second. I think that's going to be a nice battle. It's going to be first, breezing away, second, third battling. I think Mercedes is going to be a little bit on an island on themselves. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, had high expectations starting into week one. I'm glad I at least tamed them down a little bit going into the rest of the week because the rest of the other weeks because I think if we did very, very well here, I would have been way too much on my high horse for the rest of the season. <laughs> it would have been bad. Yeah, and it would have hurt me just as it did, as much as it did at the beginning of last year. Yeah, you're down going up instead of, you know, you're flying high. and, and Well, I could go down going down. I That's mean, true. you never know. That's yeah, there true. is. <laughs> I guess you're but, but I guess my down doesn't go as heavy down, you know. The mini enough. coaster. It's like the little kid's roller coaster, not the, the scary one. So maybe I'm just looking at too much Tifosi propaganda on Twitter, but, like, are you, you – like they seem pretty confident that they were the second fastest car, but that just like Carlos didn't have a good race and Fernando had like a wonderful race. Do you do you not think that they're uh, that they're second best? I mean, I I think they are, but I think it's closer than it seems. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Qualls was showed that we were the the fastest, second fastest, but once again, Fernando was you know less than two tenths of a second behind Carlos. So I mean, they're right there. So Lance is rolling on fucking no wrists so i mean if he can you know get healthy in the next coming weeks i bet he's going to be i mean he did fantastic and we'll talk about this probably later but i mean he did yeah. fantastic um with the situation he was in dude he needed help getting out of the fucking car so <laughs> i mean i think it's just like only positive things to come for aston martin i think there's just going to be a little bit more question marks for, for myself looking at the ferrari all right moving along to our p3 team Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton goes from P7 to P5, George Russell, P6 to P7. Um, I, know, I know that they were, you know, fine with third, close to second last year. Uh, they may be, be third now, but uh, it's just, it seems like they're they're continuing to fall uh, these from last year to this year. 
or from two years ago to last year, last year to this year, just the trajectory, it's kind of like a McLaren, just not as terrible and steep and sad, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, like, and I, I mean, hearing some of these quotes from both Toto and Lewis, Toto was just basically saying that the car design is terrible. They tried to fix a poor design and make it better, and they're already realizing that it's just not a good car. Uh, saying that after week one is very bad and basically saying like no minor fix is going to get us to compete up there we need like a complete design overhaul um so i remember a couple years ago we would always be like mercedes going into a season would say you know i don't know there's gonna be some tough competition the car's not looking that good and it was just like mercedes typical sandbaggers they're just saying shit and then they're gonna sweep like just fucking wash wash the competition officially this year going forward at the beginning of the year it's just i believe them and i think that they are there are some troubles that they have to face a lot of things that they have to figure out and it's just not going to be within the race season that they figure it out with and then um like you said you know the tofosi pretty uh pretty hot and bothered by uh signs and plenty of rumors already going along about lewis sink it slowly like jumping out of the sinking ship joining a team like ferrari uh it is there i've been trying to picture and doing some uh, photoshop myself on lewis wearing that ferrari looks a little weird but man i i mean i think he could pull it off um i saw a lot of rumors where it's like there's a reason why he didn't sign his uh contract for next year because he's kind of like hey i want to see what mercedes has what the rest of the field has and kind of decide myself and i think Ferrari would be more than willing to drop everything they have with Carlos and go with Lewis. So um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, it's early to say, and I still don't want to say this now, but I, you know, if things are going the way they are for both teams, I think it only makes sense for both sides to, uh, to collab here. You know how I was, you know, I guess you, one could make an argument that I was sort of like a Lewis Hamilton hater uh, when we first started. Yeah. I guess one could like pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Kind of argue it. Yeah. Um, the it's not as fun when they're in third place. Like I, it's, I mean, like he's, uh, he is much less cheery and joyful. And like you can tell, like there's sandbagging Lewis where he's like smiling and saying like, yeah, you know, we're just like, the car's not where it needs to be. And there's like you said, the the real like real not depression, but like uh, I guess like bummed out Lewis of like, yeah, you know, they should have listened to me when I, you know, made these recommendations for like car development and they didn't. Mm -hmm. And now we're here. Like we have ways, like way a ways to go. Um, But, uh, but yeah, dude, Lewis and Ferrari. Yeah. The one thing I would say is I agree with like, he's still always acting positive. The thing that finally pissed me off about good guy Lewis is after the race, they're doing the, the race interviews, and it's uh, it's Alonzo going, and then he comes up to Alonzo, gives him a big hug, and be like, fantastic race. That guy's a fucking dick to you, dude. Stop <laughs> trying to be his friend. Just act business. Be like, all right, I'm after him. going to wait for the conversation's over. I feel like Alonzo even said, like, he Lewis kind of interrupted him, being like, hey, great job, whatever, and he's like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but, dude, like, if this guy's going to be a dick to you all the time, don't try to good guy Lewis him to death. Just say, this guy's a dick. Let's move on. We're not friends. That's good guy Lewis, though. He's Maybe that, yeah. Person. I'm just like projecting because if that would happen to me, I would fucking give double fingers to this guy as many times as I could. 
All right, moving from our P3 team to our P2 team. Who would have thought we were saying this last year? P2, Aston Martin with 23 points. Fernando Alonso qualifying fifth, finishing in P3 on the podium. Lance Stroll qualifying P8, getting up to P6. With Red Bull seemingly kind of being able to dominate at this point uh, and for the foreseeable future, unless there's a massive change, it's nice to have some huge shakeup on the grid. And the Aston Martin boys delivered that. Uh, powered on Stroll money, they are in a car that seems to be able to fight for podiums. And, I mean, should something happen, if there's a Red Bull, you know, uh, uh, either strategy blunder or some kind of, like, uh, you know, mechanical failure, they could make they could win. I saw Julian Palmer put out an op-ed being like, uh, don't count Fernando Alonso out for uh, winning a Grand Prix this year. And that would be, like, how cool would that be? He, yeah. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't podiumed since, I think, 2021 uh, in Qatar. And then before that was 2014. So, like, he's, you know, it's been a while since homie's been in the mix, and now he's, like, in the mix with a good car. Um, the other thing, you meant you alluded to it earlier, the fact that Lance Stroll is racing is pretty crazy. When they had him, like, uh, when they had him, even in testing, uh, there was a highlight where, where his engineer was telling him to do something, and Lance was like, ah, oh, I can't, like, with my hand. Like, I, I can't do I that. I fucking can't do that. What are you doing in the cockpit then, dude? Like, don't do that. And then... You alluded to it, too. The FIA makes you do a test where you get out of the car to prove that, you know, should shit go down, car explodes or car go- gets on fire, you can get out in, the t- in, like, the time allotted. Lance failed that test the first time, raised some eyebrows, being like, hey, should uh, should we let this guy race? Like, if he gets into a Grosjean accident, is he going to get a little more toast? Like, I guess a little more well done, you could say, than Roman Grosjean did. But uh, even with all those raised eyebrows, pulling into P6, this was the highest that he did last year was P6, uh, and he nabbed it on his first race this year. And I don't think that's, like, the highest that he's going to be. I think he, uh, especially, you know, we, we like to talk about him, like, in the wet. Uh, when a wet race comes around and Lance strolls behind the wheel, there's always potential for him to kind of, like, edge his way up there. Uh, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's going to be on the podium. And fuck it, why not? Why can't he win a race if it's, you know, rainy and spa again or something like that? Yeah, I mean, that picture of him getting helped out of the car looked like just a grandpa on his final deathbed, like helped with the the hospice nurses kind of helping him out yeah. of his chair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, 20, 22 years, I think, since Alonzo uh, made his first race in Formula One, which is absurd uh, to, to hear that. I think it was like 2001 is when he did his first Formula One race. Jeez. So uh, I think he's that time span is older than a, a handful of the drivers right now. So uh, pretty impressive for him to still have that in him. I mean, I don't think it's just the car. I think if we had uh, Sebastian Vettel in that car still, I know it's a much improved car, but I don't see him finishing on the podium. All right. Yeah. Uh, fantastic start to the new guys in the block, the P2 Aston Martin. Moving on to our P1 Red Bull with 43 points. Max Verstappen, one-to-one. Sergio Perez, two-to-two. Not much to talk about here, just utter domination from both drivers. Max was 12 seconds ahead of Checo and 37 seconds ahead of P3 Alonso. I think this is just the revenge tour. They were tired of people saying that they were cheating accusations and they didn't deserve this, blah, 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 blah. We're going to, you know, they're going to stink because they get less time in the wind tunnel. And they're just going to say, you know what, we're just going to fucking go off and uh, go sicko mode, as people say. And um, I, I don't see, like we keep saying, um, that I don't see this changing anytime soon this year. So uh, just a distant battle for second and the way too early predictions. 
Yeah, I like it. Um, actually, I don't like it. It sucks. I don't either. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it at all. Too no. good. Um, a lot, I was on a Twitter space after the race, and people were bitching about how, like, Red Bull, they're like, oh, I mean, you're talking about the cheaters? You're just like, I mean, technically, Aston Martin's in first place if you don't count the cheaters who, like, spend too much money. She's like, all Mercedes has to do is spend, you know, an extra couple million dollars, and they'll be right up at the front, too. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. Like, I, I don't, don't think, think so. I no. I think if, no. if Red Bull were to tell everybody, like, all right, you can spend, what do they spend, like, seven million over? Like, you can spend an extra seven mil over, uh, and we'll see where we are at the end of the year. I don't think that would be it, but, uh, yeah, man, that sucks. They're, they're too good. They should be slowed down. That was another big thing in spaces, too. They were like, there should be some kind of limiter on their pace. Like, they can't go over a certain KPH. I'm like, you guys are so used to having Mercedes win all the time. Nuts. Yeah, they're just like trying someone to find else it. starts yeah. to win, you guys don't know what to do with yourselves. This right? isn't fun. Yeah. It was like, I'm, I'm not having as fun when my team doesn't win every weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that does it for Red Bull and P1. That does it for our race recap. Moving along to our gambling paddock, good. I mean, one of the few positive uh, notes for this weekend for me is I was on fire, two and zero. Mercedes both in the top ten, minus two hundred with one unit, and then Aston Martin both in the top ten, minus one twenty. A big two units on that. So um, starting off with five hundred dollars, I'm at five hundred and forty-three dollars. So yeah, five hundred and forty-three dollars. So up. Damn. Uh, $43. All right. Not Born hot, bad, baby. Not bad. Um, yeah, and I went one for one. Um, took a shot there with – if fucking Esteban Ocon didn't get all those penalties, it would have been nailing this one. But uh, I got Verstappen win. That was minus 155. And then I lost out on that over 17 and a half cars finishing the race. Uh, because only 17 cars finished. So started with 500 bucks, that 492. Better than I thought I would be, if I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, judging by last year, where I didn't I finish with $0 last year? Yeah, I think it was like 20 cents or something. It was sick. Yeah. Oh, man. You win some, you lose some seasons, yeah. I guess. Um, all right, man. So you're, I mean, not bad. You're already $50 ahead of me. Um, again, quick reminder we start with 500 and our unit is 20 bucks, right? Uh, unit 20 bucks, yeah. Uh, okay, let's move from our gambling paddock over to our race predictions where you also spanked me. You go again first. All right. Um, I will just run through all the things that I won this time. Winner, Max. That's yep. going to be probably um, a typical thing that we see from from either of us for the rest of the year. Driver of the day, Fernando Alonso. Uh, looking good in that Aston Martin. And then how many cars do not finish? I followed the Bahrain from last year, three cars, nailed that as well. So three big points for me this weekend. Yep. I will go next with all the things that I got. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't get anything. That was a really <laughs> tough one. <laughs> this is going to – halfway through the season, I might we might need to, re, you know, kind of reset a little, like, Red Bull limiter action where we put a little, like, speed, you don't get to guess a couple times in a row or something like that. We'll, <laughs> okay. we'll workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop it. That sounds really fun for me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome job, man. Yeah, killing it in gambling, killing it in race predictions. Uh, now Ferrari just has to pull through and get out of P4, and then you're basically winning Oh, F1. my gosh. I'm a happy boy, yeah. You are. Um, okay, I think that's everything uh, we've got to cover. We got a week off, so in this coming weekend we don't have a race. Um, the following weekend we'll be down in Australia, mate, for a race in Melbourne. And, uh, and yeah, we can't wait. 
And, uh, and yeah, we can't wait to talk about that. We'll have a race preview, obviously. Something I want to add in, um, given that we have a new young-blooded, red-blooded American on the uh, on the grid, I think we should do a bit of a, just kind of like a driver spotlight like we used to do a little while back. Um, talking about him, introduce everybody to him and kind of like uh, some of the stuff you might not hear on the broadcast or kind of read in articles. So uh, we'll, we'll get working on that. But uh, I think that's everything I have. Yeah, I don't want to overstep your boundary, but um, there is also another rookie that will be driving in his home race uh, next week that maybe we should do the spotlight over. A strong orange papaya, that noisy? Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can dude. do that. We can talk about him, dude. I mean, we, there's not a lot of opportunities to talk about probably McLaren this year, so let's like <laughs> let's squeeze that lemon while we can. All uh, right, that's true. All right, we'll do a Piastri <laughs> one before we do a uh, a Sergeant one. You're gonna be really mean about this. I can already tell. I'll, I'll you know what? I'll twist my arm. I'll take it the lead on it. <laughs> All right, that's it, everybody. Uh, let's try to make these. Let's try to make these uh, post race episodes less than forty minutes. Is that a good goal? I think that's a fair goal. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be probably like much debate or talking points, it seems like. Maybe some one-off races, but it seems like it's kind of cut and dry on the on the main talking points. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, that's it, everybody. Appreciate you for listening. We'll see you before Australia. And until then, see you assholes. See you assholes. See you assholes, mate. <laughs>